O-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-E-Y-E-R. And if they ask me, I will say that, I, that Oscar Meyer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. It's time for History 101, or I'm sorry, Nutrition 101. Let's talk a little bit about, well, you guessed it, baloney. Good morning, class. Today, it is school all day long. We're starting the day with Nutrition 101, and later today, we're going to have a special History 101 class coming from Ultra Universe, which a little bit different, but they are going to join in the fun and teach us a little bit about history there. So this morning, we're going to talk about a food as either loved or hated, but it is one of the most historical foods we have. If you want to check out the entire blog we're reading from, you can check it out there from historydaily.org. But the history of bologna is not too odd considering how foods usually are. So get your notebooks out. Let's begin. So in today's fancy foodie culture, it is easy to dismiss what one would call the humble bologna sandwich. However, the history of bologna is, well, not too far from other foods. It's a tale of immigration, an ever-changing economy, and of course, the iconic Wienermobile. If you guys uh, caught on what I said this uh, before, you'll understand what that is there. So, this goes all the way back to Europe in its original home of Bologna, Italy. It was a seasoned delicacy on par with a fine prosciutto. Uh, if you know what prosciutto is, it is a very fine meat, usually more fancy than others. So to say that this used to be a delicacy when we think of it as a, you know, common sandwich, kind of interesting, right guys? Um, of course, the Italian version is unrecognizable because it is made differently, usually with lean pork from a old recipe dating back to the mid 1600s. Uh, the Italians who brought bologna to America in the late 19th to 20th century started from the bottom, however, so because it was eaten largely by impoverished immigrants, Americans associated with lower classes. So right off the bat there, uh, judging from the looks of people, caused what would have been a delicacy, a very fancy food, automatically put to the bottom tier because of who was eating it. Now, unfortunately, this is a big thing in history looking at people doing certain things and associating that with those people. Not a good thing to do ever. And in this case, it happened once again. <clears throat> um, so it was a German immigrant, however, who thrust it from lowly lunch meat into the spotlight. Um, a man named Oscar Ferdinand Mayer, at the age of 14, took an apprenticeship with a butcher and worked the next six years in Chicago's meatpacking industry. He eventually leased his own meat market and with his brothers, using traditional sausage-making techniques, sold their bologna to Chicago's growing German-American population. So, obviously, the original bologna is Italian. However, in the form of what we see, because Oscar Mayer is big on selling things like hot dogs, the Frankfurter, that kind of meat, that kind of sausage, is more of a German delicacy. So, even within America... It went from being an Italian meat to a German sausage product, which is where we got most of our hot dogs and, of course, the lunch meat as well. 
By the 1920s, the Oscar Mayer Sausage Company had brought bologna mainstream. The company is even credited with the advent of the vacuum-sealed packaging system. Very important to remember that, guys. That allowed customers to buy pre-sliced from their neighborhood grocery store instead of going all the way to the deli to get it sliced daily. So not only did this individual make or created what we now know as the Oscar Mayer Company, but they also started the process of basically keeping your food fresher and longer. So if you guys know nowadays, you have plastic containers, you have the containers that the meat comes in, but think about it. A lot of it you can reclose. That can be associated with them for some part. Obviously, they may not have been the original creators, but the fact that they brought the vacuum seal package to the customer, that's a big deal. Now, I will say that many times, even today, I'll watch TV or I'll talk to somebody and they do like going to their butcher because they personally believe that getting their um, meat or poultry or whatever from a butcher is a little bit fresher and a little bit tastier. So butchers are not are nowhere near gone. However, 98% of people, are, it's going to be easier for them to go pick up their food from the market. All right. So, so far, so good, guys, right? now. In the 1930s hit what was known, do you guys know, 1930s? So that point is when we got the Great Depression and bologna actually found its niche in history. It was cheaper than other meats such as, <laughs> excuse me, hard salami or sausage. And it was so versatile that any you know parent could feed their children bologna sandwiches for lunch and then fry it up for dinner and have two different meals, even though it's not. Fried bologna, by the way, is actually still very popular. It's a Southern staple in many restaurants. So if you happen to be in a restaurant that serves Southern food, soul food, even barbecue, because it's also a staple in barbecue, you probably recognize fried bologna there as well. Throughout the 20th century and beyond, the popularity of bologna has mirrored the ups and downs of the economy. More favored when the purse strings are tighter. There's one group that always stays true to these cheap circles, though. While adults tend to opt for more sophisticated, the simplicity of bologna made it a childhood staple. Now, this is very important, guys, to write down and remember. Bologna, for a long time, was thought of as, uh, it's the lower class food. It's a prison food. It's something that they can serve in prisons because it's cheaper. Um, or, really, it's a poverty food is what they call it. But... Not so much anymore. Many a times I've watched a food show, I've read a menu from a restaurant, and bologna is back on the menu more recently. May not be everywhere. And again, if you still go to the countries where it originated, like Italy or sausage in Germany, you're going to see much more of it, not necessarily because of the ups and downs, but because that's the foods or the one of the foods that comes out of there. So for something over there, you're probably going to see a lot of it. For something here, you got to look, but it's still on the menu, guys. So let's go back through a little bit. So, of course, um, first off, bologna originated from um, Bologna, Italy as a fine meat. However, because it was associated with lower uh, immigrants, it became a poverty type food. But it didn't stay that low for that long because thanks to Oscar Ferdinand Mayer at the age of 14 and his brothers working through the Chicago's meatpacking industry, they created the Oscar Mayer Sausage Company and brought bologna mainstream 
to everybody. Lastly, because of the Great Depression, bologna found where it's supposed to go. So one of the few good things of it was bologna found its niche in life. And while the economy goes up and down, bologna still stays pretty true. You do have to have a taste for it, though. The one thing I have noticed is that you either don't like the texture or the, the taste, or you love the texture and the taste. Now, if you do things like frying it, or you do it and you uh, prepare it in different ways, you can get rid of some of the texture and taste and actually have a really good meat. However, it's very hard to get people to want to eat bologna when, as one of the editors I read said, they ate peanut butter and jelly for their entire school career and could not look at that for 10 years afterwards. It happens. So guys, thank you so much. Nutrition 101, one of our newer classes we have here. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Later today, as I mentioned, we're going to have a History 101 class. We're going to talk about Julius Caesar, but specifically the quotes that made the man who we now remember him as. And we're going to go over what we think. So, as always, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't yet, please subscribe at YouTube and Twitch at the official Rob Glasser. And thank you for watching. Stay curious. Class dismissed till 1230. See you there.